Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soccer, Soccer Crush, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Um, we have another guest today, and that's more exciting that people want to hang out with us. Um, joining us shortly is Ivan from the Tectonic Takes, which is another BGN podcast that focuses on the San Jose earthquakes. Their name is so clever. I was like, man, I wish we would have spent some more time with Soccer Crush, but I really love Soccer Crush. But anyway, I digress. Um, It'll be exciting to have somebody else come share soccer love stories. Uh, We'll throw rapid fire questions his way per usual. And, you know, the same old Soccer Crush nonsense that you're used to and love. So, anyway, rapid fires. It's an obsess. I have a rapid fire. Okay, let's go. So um, one of my favorite things on Thanksgiving, which is coming up. Yeah, it is. It'll probably be over by the time we post this. Um, Who knows? I might have time and do it early. Oh, there you go. Well, one of my favorite things on Thanksgiving is the dog show. I love the dog show. I'm wondering, do either of you have a favorite group in the dog show? I have a favorite dog in the dog show. Yeah, what's your favorite dog in the dog I, show? <laughs> I always want the Great Pyrenees to win. I just, I want a Great Pyrenees so bad. I want to name him Falcor, like the never-ending story. And I also love the dog show. Cute. I have never watched the dog show. You are missing out. I don't like anything about Thanksgiving. So I've just, I've watched the parade, but typically I'm just like watching Netflix. I don't know why the dog shows on Thanksgiving. Like it's not a Thanksgiving-y event, but it's always on on Thanksgiving. I don't know why. I don't know who decided that. Do you have a favorite dog? Well, I really enjoy... What is it? I think I like the um, like the the non sporting and herding groups when they're on on the dog show. The groups are sporting, hound, working, terrier, toy, non sporting, and herding. And it is like I get weirdly into it, especially like when the handlers run with the dogs. Yes, <laughs> it's so funny to watch to me. <laughs> So jaunty. <laughs> I was watching the Brooklyn Nine-Nine Thanksgiving episode earlier where they, uh, Adrian Pimento and Captain Holt were watching the dog show and it made me laugh. I think we might have to do the dog show this year. Yeah, it's pretty, it's you pretty funny, pretty cute, very like relaxing, I think, to watch. It's much more entertaining than football. Oh, yeah. Especially when you start a Hazen match. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, prayers, prayers, torn ACL, torn MCL. As they broke him. Yeah, Joe Burrow, you guys. Again. Sorry. Yeah, we're talking about Joe Burrow and how he got broken by our oh, stupid poor team. baby. I feel like it's Cincinnati's curse. Yeah, he deserves better. Yeah. Do you have a rapid fire? Uh, yes, based off of a Twitter video I watched this morning. Okay, ladies, are you pro racism or anti racism? Oh, anti-racism. Anti-racism. Okay, so it's easy to answer that you're anti-racist. Just making sure. pretty easy. There is a a horrible Twitter video that she sent me where a teacher, and I forget which state. It was in Arizona. The president of the school board was like, so they wanted to incorporate um, stuff from the 1619 Project into the curriculum. And this teacher was straight up saying like, no, we're not going to do that. And she was like, okay, are you pro-racist or anti-racist? She's like, you can't just say that. Cause if you say, you can't just say like, if you, if, if you don't say that you're anti-racist, then you must be pro-racist. Yeah. There isn't really a gray area when it comes to racism. That's kind of it. So if you can't say you're anti-racist, then you are pro-racist. It's or not like yes, a just where you can have an opinion and like argue either side. Like you can't really argue for racism or you are a racist. So yeah, I'm glad we're anti-racist here. Oh yeah. That's, that's one of the foundations of soccer crush. Um, I, I do have a rapid fire and it is also in line of Thanksgiving. What are three non-family friends slash new president 
things are you thankful for? Mm. I've had a minute to think about mine. I wrote mine down. So I will okay. tell you mine Let's first. Yours. Vaseline. Brand. Uh, I don't want dry lips. Uh, Chrissy Teigen. And extra jalapenos uh, for my tacos from Taqueria Mercado. Oh, yeah. Enrique, did you write? He did. Like a whole yeah. lot. Of and extra she opens jalapenos. it and she's like, I don't need all of these. And then she ate all of them. And then turned out I needed all yes. of them. Do you want to go first, Beth? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I am thankful for my new home. I've been thinking about it a lot as I've been stuck in the house that it, I'm really glad that I moved into a smaller place and I'm very happy with it. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, good one. Very thankful for cheese. And um, hmm, I am thankful for good movies. Ooh. I would also have to say your new Christmas decorations should make your list. Yes. They're oh, beautiful. thank you. They yeah. Were. I think that I might bring the rest up tonight. I usually do everything the day after Thanksgiving, but um, I think that, you know. Well, 2020 is a nightmare. Why not? Yeah. I think the tree's coming up tonight. <laughs> uh, my three tacos. Yeah. I'm thankful for tacos. I was going to say cheese, but you said cheese. So I'm like, that's fine. I'll just do tacos. Um, I'm thankful for our new apartment, which isn't really new. We've been here a year, but every time I wake up in the morning, I'm just happy it's here. And my third thing is Ben Chilwell. I'd be thankful for him too. I'm thankful that every time he dresses like a douchebag, I love him even more. He (laughs) has the worst fashion sense. And yet I'm into it. Can I add Jurgen Klopp to my list? Yes, of course. Of course. I don't know if you guys saw his post-match interview on uh, Sunday, but it was very good. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. Although I think I read something about it and now I can't remember. Yeah, he was advocating that they should go back to five subs with the compressed season and just um, talking a lot about just his care for the, his players and other and not just his players, but other players just like oozes out of him, I think. You so. know, Frank Lampard was talking about that, too, about, you know, the workload and, you mm-hmm. know, what players are going to be able to take it and not. And I think that you're seeing definitely the side effects of this heavy mm-hmm. workload and the international break. And I think this is a good segue into league updates. So do we want to start with Premier League since we're already here? Yeah. And I think the MLS one will segue really nicely into our guest. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We might even need to wait to talk MLS updates until we have Ivan on. I have some ridiculous MLS updates, but Premier League, nothing surprised me. Oh, I did. (laughs) I'm sorry. Trisha's reading my notes. <laughs> I, I saw the word beautiful and I was like, are you talking about Mason or Keppa? I, I wrote a note <laughs> that I said the most important news is Spain beat Germany 6-0 and Keppa is so beautiful. But I also need to add that it is in all caps. Oh, yeah. I like that. In all right. caps. That's important. You don't want to miss reporting that so oh. in international news spain beat germany 6-0 and keppa was so beautiful and keppa didn't even play but was so beautiful i like his gap too chelsea won <laughs> which was dope chelsea won despite having a slew of injuries and most a lot out with covid and they won stuff. 3-0 mm-hmm. 3-0 against leicester yeah uh aston villa Lost to Brighton. Sad. Tottenham beat Man City 2-0. Um, that was a fun game to watch, I thought. Fun match. Um, lost to Everton 2-3. And then Leeds Arsenal drew 0-0. Let's talk about Leeds Arsenal. Okay. So, um, I guess some Arsenal fans said derogatory and or mm. probably racist things towards two players on social media. I was going to look into this, but then I started working and I didn't. But I just wanted to read Arsenal's statement about it. We utterly condemn the vile abuse directed at Pepe and Alioski 
on social media following our match against Leeds. This is completely unacceptable, and we will be working with the police and authorities to do everything we can to trace and prosecute the culprits. A, good. B, it's such a small statement. I don't know why I just, if I was expecting when I read it, like a statement, I was like, yeah, okay, this is a good synopsis on Twitter. But then you go to the website and it's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But good. Don't do things like that. Yeah. I mean, at this point, what else do you say? Yeah. Racism freaking sucks. And everyone, it's just, it's easy. It's an easy question to answer. Anti-racist. Like, hey, that's <laughs> really should be. It's um, so weird. So, well, despite it being a zero-zero draw and the nastiness that apparently went on on social media, that was an entertaining match to watch as well. Leeds is all, Leeds always, I feel like, brings mm-hmm. the entertainment because yeah. they're so um, offensive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I see what people are saying now. Oh, in real time. Oh, it's a lot of the N-word. Yikes. And so um, anyone who says anything like that, you are a piece of garbage. And I hope you have diarrhea and hemorrhoids for the rest of your life. At the same time. At the same time. You deserve nothing good. Um, so Wolves and Southampton are tied 1-1 in stoppage time right now. And Burnley beat Crystal Palace. And now I can only think of Ted Lasso when I think of Crystal Palace. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Seems pretty fragile. (laughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the entire Premier League. You're welcome. Yep. Yeah. It's been an interesting top of the table, I think. Because I think Tottenham was in first for a bit. They might still be. I think Tottenham is in first. Yeah, and Chelsea's in second, or at least they were. Nice. Do you think Chelsea has a contending champions team? Champions! Wes Mason! <laughs> I just think they have a lot of depth on their bench. They've been fun to watch this season. They have. Oh, and, we're, we're third right now. But uh, Tottenham is number one, then Liverpool, then Chelsea. Then Leicester. It's Rebecca Vardy's account. <laughs> I think have a chance, but oh no. It'll be funny forever. Yeah, do a repeat. <laughs> you think Liverpool's going to That was my trash talk. Oh. oh. <laughs> we were like, they might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you know what? Yeah, probably. You can tell we all actually do that. You're right. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, so might someone else. Yeah. How's my trash I'm fake boxing Trisha through Zoom on here. Um. <laughs> Oh, you guys, I had one more international break point. Was it about Keppa? It No, not Damn. this time. Um, I think the U.S. men's national team drew Wales 0-0, but I can't be for certain. I absolutely did not watch it, and I did not seek out any information about no, it. But I heard it was relatively exciting, which is uncommon for our men's national team because yeah. they're forgetful. I watched one of the games, or part of one of the games, but... Didn't they, like, think it was score, bad. like, three against Pamina? Pamina. It's okay. Yeah. It's been one of those days. Six it's a zero against Panama. Am I? Oh, poor Tejada. Uh, six two against six two. Uh, okay. Panama. They did draw Wales zero zero. Yes. On the 12th. Uh, it's, you know, good to see some some new players coming up for the men's national team. I'm glad that they can survive without Christian Pulisic. Who? No, I'm kidding. Um. I mean, Chelsea is surviving without him right yeah. now mm-hmm. and his beard. Mm-hmm. But, he has uh, a beard? Oh. Beth, it's a beautiful full oh. beard. He I just not seen it. Oh, we'll it's show a, you. It's a good one. He just needs to grow his hair out a little longer. <laughs> and okay. then, oh, he cute. Oh, he would be, oh, he cute. Didn't know he was old enough to grow a beard. Yeah, he You're going to be surprised. He grows a beard better than a lot of men much older than him I have seen grow a beard. No, was any of that grammatically correct? No, that works. Okay. So do we, let's start some MLS though. I think we can do that. Yeah. We can segue. Oh, oh, that is a good looking beard. You're yeah. right. The hair just needs to be a little bit longer. Thank yeah. you for that. You're welcome. I got um, you. So the matches that have not gone into PKs, we'll do those first. Columbus beat New York Red Bulls because you get that 
that Zardes goal that sends them. You no, know I hate the Red Bulls. That's fair. Yeah, I'm fine with Columbus winning that one. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything else went into pieces. <laughs> Uh, Nashville beat Miami 3-1. They were like kind of a wild card or a a throw something in, a play in. A throw something in. A throw something in card. card. They're not wild cards. Like that's NFL. A COVID card? Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) But good for them. Go Nashville. They're doing really good their first year. Can't relate. But good. I have no idea what that feels like. (laughs) I don't know what winning feels like. But I just said at least Nashville and Inter Miami were playing each other so that one of the expansion teams would go and we could feel a little better. Good for them. I don't feel I don't feel any better. Oh, uh, Minnesota beat Colorado. I always forget Colorado is a team. Sorry, Colorado. Never forget about Minnesota. I don't forget about Minnesota. They're our dads. Yeah. We're still paying them rent for two years ago. And they beat us yes. so horribly. But we have plenty of penalty shootouts to get to, and we will be joined by our guest. Do you want to say bye? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, do you want to? Oh, okay, that's fine. It'll be fun to talk about. I have new PK rules. Oh, okay. Yeah. I no. can't wait to hear oh, them. Great. Yeah. Yeah. We will be right back with Ivan. Yeah, let's take a break. All right, everyone. We just had a very rousing discussion about tactics. Y'all aren't ready the for crown. it. And the crown. And the crown. The crown tacticals and the British court. I don't know. But we are back and we are joined by our friend Ivan from Tectonic Takes. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thank you all for having me here on Soccer Crush. Actually, I wanted to tell you that if you needed to come be depressed about your club, this is the place to come. Yes. Oh, yeah. Great. We live to be depressed about sports. (laughs) Your honorary Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. So we saved our MLS League updates for our guest because... Because PKs. Yeah, penalties. Isn't it? Um, Yeah. You get a penalty shootout. You get a penalty shootout. Everybody gets a penalty shootout. Got a penalty shootout. And also everyone gets to be disappointed. All right, yeah. Whether you're disappointed in the result or disappointed in the referee decisions, there's disappointment to go around. So let's start chronologically Orlando NYCFC. Oh my gosh. (laughs) NYCFC is up. Wait, are they out or did they go on? They're out, right? They're out. Orlando advanced. Good. I mean, we don't like Orlando because of Tampa, but I like NYCFC because they're owned by a Nazi and also sexual assault. Mm -hmm. But, so it was... Lots to unpack there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> Lots of reasons. As I just may drop not, like, all that and then sit away to pet my cat. Like, that's not my problem. Um, that was insane. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I Nani was- made a penalty in regulation and missed one in the shootout. There's two red cards given, one to Ruan in regulation and then one to Pedro Gallese because Gary had a yellow card on him and then he had an infringement in the penalty shootout, so he got a second yellow. And since Orlando used up all their substitutions, in comes Rodrigo Schlegel. It was—I <laughs> don't even know. Like it was the most chaotic thing, and we lived through an election this year. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and which this was, was more like, chaotic? This one, this this PKs, these. Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, sounds bananas. Like. I can't believe I didn't watch it. I didn't watch any MLS this weekend. Oh, right. Yeah. I watched like via Twitter updates (laughs) because I was texting you from the shower last (laughs) night. I was like, oh no, what's happening? And you were like, no. I was like, Sporting KC and San Jose going to BKs. And I I just want to make it known that I picked Sporting KC to go all the way. that's so nice. <laughs> I'm very bummed about San Jose on your behalf. Aw, thank you. So I was I like, this he's our podcast friend, so it I have was, to root for your club. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to do probably a fantastic episode, like outline all of it. All I right. would say is as far as equalizers go, that oh, was yeah. like nail biting. Is this going to happen? And then it did. Right, it was 97th minute. Wondolowski, of course, had to be him. 3-3 in an already, you know, back-and-forth game against Sporting Kansas City. 
Uh, I have feeling that San Jose Earthquakes, despite being the eighth seed in the playoffs, like they weren't just going to roll over and die. You know, their slogan in 2012 when they won the Supporters Shield, Goonies never say die. And we saw some of that Goonies spirit uh, in this late stretch of the season when they were able to clinch that final playoff spot. And, you know, if you're going to go down, you want to go down swinging, I think, in terms of regulation, you know, 3 3 after 120 minutes, they definitely accomplished that. In terms of the penalties, uh, some might argue that they didn't go down swinging because they didn't make a single one. However, that can also be attributed to the heroics of a goalkeeper that has not often enough been considered for the U.S. men's national team, Tim Melia. That was incredible. Yeah, it's really hard to say. Was it because they were bad at PKs or because... Mil- blah, blah, blah. It's one of the enigmas blah. of soccer. <laughs> like, were they... Because penalties happen so quickly. It's like a split yeah. second. They either go in or they don't. And it's usually somewhere in between. It's You give credit to the goalkeeper for making the save. But you also, you know, as a player, you practice penalties every day in practice. You're expected to make them more often than you don't. And... Usually if you miss one or even two, like over the course of a penalty shootout, that happens. But 0 for 3, like that doesn't really happen. Usually penalty shootouts go like, oh, 4-3, 5-4, something like that. 7-8. Like, yeah. <laughs> In the third penalty shootout we're going to talk about today, right? Uh, FC Dallas against Portland. That's the uh, one. a stunning upset. Yep. Uh, we were not upset here. No. <laughs> I, but it was an upset, and it was yes. a shock result. Oh, yes. I have a lot of respect for Portland. I truly do. Right. But I'm going to be honest when I say I'm freaking sick of seeing them go to the finals like every other year. And then you must be sick of Seattle and Toronto then too, right? I really am. <laughs> I'm like, can we just get something else in there, please? Can we get some fresh Cincinnati. blood? Let's be real. <laughs> I'll be okay. I, I cannot believe I'm going to say this on did air. Bless your heart. I know. I'm this on air, but oh, sorry. Drunken Cruiser. I would be happy if Columbus went. Like, I think that would be really cool. Why? Oh my God. Hell is real. Because, like, I feel like you'd be putting Cincinnati hell for saying that. I feel like we're never going to get there. I love my state. So I feel like that would be Ohio's victory. Right. I guess it's friendly because, like, in recent years before the Browns were this good, uh, games between the Bengals and the Browns would be like the episode of SpongeBob and Patrick when they had fight at school, but no <laughs> one was hitting anybody. But still, uh, yeah, I figured that it was a bit more intense in Ohio, but at the same time, like, that makes sense too. And it would be a mix up. Columbus Crew, they have won an MLS Cup and they have made it to a final. They mm-hmm. lost to Portland last time they made it, but, uh, yeah, it would be different than Seattle versus Toronto for the fourth yeah. time if it happens this year. Yeah. And I think what a story to to go from like almost having your club move mm-hmm. to a different town by a crappy owner to mm-hmm. winning the cup. That would be pretty incredible for them. I think that would be a big moment for them. Like I hate Columbus when we play them because I love my crappy team more. <laughs> but, yeah, and then maybe if we have a good team next year, we can yeah. beat the champs. And... But after everything they've gone through, like, I'm really happy to see them doing so well. Yeah. Not against us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not against us. Yeah. We upset if Fernando Adi had a championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And if they get, I want to be very clear. Very clear. If they get about. that far, it is not because of Adi. It is because <laughs> <laughs> he would get uh what did he get? Do they get a medal or a ring or a yeah. high five? Cufflinks. <laughs> I don't know. They get a mask this year. Oh. <laughs> a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Commemorative mask. Yeah, you get a mask that's your team colors. It says 2020 MLS Cup champion. That would be the most 2020 thing I could think of. Listen, it's, it's more practical than a ring. I mean, what are you yeah. going to wear it? Does that protect you from COVID? No. You get to show it <laughs> off in our podcast. That's what Quincy Amarikwa did when we had him on. <laughs> we don't have. No. player friends yet. we can make them i'll ask spencer we have one player friend yeah so we had we sounds like folks of course doesn't have too many mls cup champions that can draw upon but the two we did have on our podcast marvel win and quincy amarico coincidentally both won it in 2010 with the colorado rapids of all teams and that was a pretty fun <laughs> as i say they're forgettable <laughs> <laughs> 
My bad. It was a very forgettable matchup, though, when you think of it, because when you imagine an MLS Cup final, how many times do you think FC Dallas versus Colorado Rapids, especially because that was back then in 2010 where you had that weird rule where it was the top eight teams, regardless of conference. So the fifth and sixth seeds in the West, they went through the East. And the Eastern Conference final was between San Jose Earthquakes and Colorado Rapids. It made no sense. It's very East. It made less sense than it does now, which is saying (laughs) something. (laughs) Well, you definitely know 100 million things more than I do. I'm still very new here. But (laughs) this is the best. I love it. Will you tell us your soccer love story? Like, how did you get in love with soccer? So all three of my siblings, well, mainly my middle brother. So it's, I'm the oldest at 25 years old. My younger brother is 21 years old. He's currently a goalkeeper at San Francisco State University as well. And then my youngest brother is 15. So the middle one, he played the most soccer. So that was how I got the most exposure there, as well as like the one year I played in like first grade. But then I ended up playing basketball in like middle school. And then in high school, I played no sports uh, at high school level, but I did watch a lot of them. And I really got into soccer. Like the first World Cup I remember watching was 2006 World Cup hosted in Germany. Uh, it was pretty interesting, of course, you know, known for Australia. They pushed Italy all the way to extra time. Uh, Zidane had the infamous headbutt. It was a crazy World Cup. The battle for Nuremberg, Germany. Uh, no, it was Portugal versus Netherlands. And it was just a hack fest with the cards. And then I really got into it more like I followed the sport more. I followed the club level. I played FIFA and stuff like that around the 2010 World Cup. And then from there, I had established teams. Like at club level, San Jose Earthquakes from MLS, Chivas for Liga Mekis because I'm a Mexican-American. So I follow both leagues and I follow both national teams. And Manchester United in Europe are my teams. And, of course, when it comes to the national teams – you know, USA, both men's and women's soccer and Mexico, more so men's, but starting to pay attention more to the women's side as well. And yeah, ever since then, like I'm constantly watching Premier League, MLS and talking about it with friends. I have a group chat with my best friends that I talk about the games with. I started TikTok takes with some of my friends this year as well. And I've been blogging about soccer on Medium and fan sided for the last few years. So that's in short, my soccer love story. You have like a pretty in-depth soccer love story. Um, like, ours is like we watched a game and it was fun. So now <laughs> that's kind of also like the even shorter version of mine too. So. <laughs> um, no, I mean I, I think it's fantastic, and it just goes to show you like how many different ways you fall in love with a sport. I was actually during that 2006 World Cup. Um, you saying that made me remember. I was in like England, Ireland, and Scotland during that World Cup. Oh wow! Traveling with a group, <laughs> we were like in the same like t- the right time zone, and we were traveling with a group that had a lot of Australians in it. So I do have pictures somewhere of me draped in the Australian flag at a pub, like cheering for them because that was very exciting to be like traveling mm-hmm. with people whose team was doing so well. <laughs> Can't relate vicariously through them. (laughs) (laughs) The last game I watched before lockdown was at this place called Shakespeare Pub. It's on the International Avenue or something along the lines in downtown San Diego, where there's a lot of different restaurants in different countries. And this is a very British pub, and they show Premier League matches all the time. It's listed on PremierLeague.com Bar Finder for Manchester United and a couple other clubs. Uh, it's funny on Premier League Bar Finder, they like to slap on a few different clubs. Like, oh yeah, this is a Watford club, or this is a Crystal Palace, or Southampton. I'm like, really? Are there more than two people that like those clubs in that city? We'll see. But uh, oh, shots. You never know. You, but you never know. Like, there's there's some strong uh, fan bases throughout the country. You never know. But anyway, so I watched the Manchester derby there, and it was like almost like traveling it to London there. It was a fantastic experience. And it's great that we live in a country that has so many different restaurants. And like, for those of us who can't travel, which is pretty much everyone right now, (laughs) but, uh, you know, there's so many different places to explore that can feel like you're going to different countries, even if you're just going like 10, 15, 20 minutes from home. Mm -hmm. 
we watch it from our couch by yes. choice. That too. Even <laughs> not COVID. Yeah. Listen, I can either watching it with people. I'm gonna sit here in sweatpants with my coffee emporium and my sleepy bee, and I'm gonna watch <laughs> soccer. That is right. like the, the best situation for me. Blanket, coffee, pancakes, Ben Chilwell. <laughs> or even on days where you're too lazy to even get out of bed in the morning, like especially with all the streaming services you need right now to keep up with soccer, you just pull out your phone, whether it's ESPN Plus, CBS All Access, Peacock, like it's sometimes, you know, so many different ways to watch. Yeah, sometimes you watch it from the shower. Yeah, and then you <laughs> and I'm like, I need your help, and you're like, I cannot. <laughs> Do you have a safe place to put your phone where there's no chance of it getting soaked? In her, in her wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> I almost for Christmas I almost got her about the shower. Hold your wine glass, but she was like, "No, I hold it just fine. It's okay." <laughs> One false move, like you gotta get in your phone. <laughs> Listen, she's more concerned about the wine. Phones are replaceable. Yeah, phones are replaceable. <laughs> um, are you ready for some rapid fires? All They're right, let's bring it on. Yeah, you've never heard them before, ever. Brand nope. new. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I know you've already touched on this, but which clubs do you support? All right. So Manchester United, Chivas, and San Jose, of course, the big one. I have a couple soft spots for Wolfsburg in the Bundesliga because I have a friend who is a diehard Wolfsburg fan, and um, she kind of got me into it. And of course, Johnny and Kenny Brooks plays there. So that's kind of cool. How cute is their roster? They're pretty darn cute, I think. Juan <laughs> Castiles, John Anthony Brooks, that's like, how Maximilian I'm, Arnold, like they're handsome men. So. That's how I'm going to pick my Bundesliga club. The thighs is uh, me. <laughs> and also, like Bolton Wanderers, I think that they're a club that faced so many adversity um, even before their financial situation. They've had players like Stuart Holden and uh, Fabrice Mwamba, who had like so many career ending or threatening injuries. Uh, and then, of course, when they were relegated and then eventually they had their financial situation, I'm glad that they were able to stay in existence. Unfortunately, Barry wasn't able to escape that fate. But, you know, they're a team that helps me keep track of things going on in the lower leagues of England because it's all connected. Even though with the financial situation, Premier League feels like this is kind of a dark comparison, but Premier League's the capital and then the lower divisions of England are districts one through 12. Like there is still a lot of connection between the leagues. Yeah, absolutely. I have my lower league on. I have my Dulwich Hamlet. Oh, there we go. Yeah, what division are they in? Uh, I don't know. It's my brother's club. Hmm. Dulwich Hamlet. <laughs> they are ladies that play in England. And men. Okay. And men. No, we only care about the ladies. Go ladies okay. on YouTube. Uh, what one player would you bring to your club? We'll just say the Quakes for this one. If you had unlimited funds. Okay, one player I would bring to the club if I had any funds, uh, my emotional choice would be Isaac Rizuela because he was born in San Jose, and he is Mexican-American and born in San Jose, but he's eligible to play for Chivas because they have the Mexican recruitment policy, and he is a player for Chivas. However, he hasn't quite panned out. He was kind of the Irving Lozano before Irving Lozano when he was very young. Uh, I'm not sure he would totally improve the team, though, but someone who I think definitely would, even his advanced age and soccer terms if there was unlimited funds let's continue the mexican train coming to mls uh, with andres guardado i think that he would be a great player to have in any any mls midfielder he is a tireless worker he is a leader and he makes his team better he is kind of a player though that he plays a lot better for the mexican national team than he plays for his club level which is something you can say for guillermo ochoa as well but He's definitely someone that I think a lot of people in the Bay Area and California in general will be happy to see in San Jose Earthquake. So that's such a thoughtful answer. I know. Mine's like I'm messy because like, he's good. I'm like <laughs> again. Bring her out of retirement. Yeah. For MLS. For FCC. Sure. <laughs> she can score. Evan, what is your pre-match ritual? My pre-match ritual, so an hour before each match is uh that's when usually we get the lineups. So I try to give myself a bit of a last minute research before I start a match, especially if it's between two teams that I'm not necessarily a supporter of, but if it is a team that I support, let's say it's Sands Earthquake FC Cincinnati, I will look at the lineup and I'll look at the nationalities 
and I'll see, okay, they played for this club and that club. Oh, they're this year's old. Or like, oh, I remember this. I used them in FIFA one time. You don't have to look up <laughs> FC Cincinnati if you need to know anything. Just message us and we'll be like, it's not going to be good. <laughs> just, save the, just save your time. Yeah, unfortunately, we'll, we'll not know for a while because I feel like the MLS schedule is just getting more and more weirder. And like as teams get in, like, you can get more and more like in conference matchups, and you're only going to play the Eastern Conference teams if you're Western Conference once every couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. But the point is that, uh, other than like get myself some snacks and like find a comfortable place to watch, uh, I don't have a specific ritual, but I do like to, you know, get myself to know the lineups and like the numbers as well. So, like, I'm not watching a game, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like, at least I have a bit more of an understanding of. <laughs> what's going on we like to watch be like and who is this mother right here <laughs> like number eight is a jerk yeah and you're like google searching midnight like who's uh-huh. number eight on this yeah. team sometimes who do i hate we'll look up the name and be like yeah this guy and then it's like oh dang he cute but still <laughs> um, what is your favorite soccer memory my favorite soccer memory i think one that definitely stands out is uh when uh, Landon Donovan scored that goal against Algeria in the 2010 World Cup. I think it's probably the closest soccer goal or like soccer event that the USA has had to something like the Miracle on Ice, where like the entire country is like really excited and like it was a very well celebrated goal. People were like the reactions and all the YouTube videos and stuff, like it's so pure and like it was great. It's pretty much made the World Cup for us, even though that they didn't get much further than that. Like, it was a really fun memory. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what, what song do you think they should play before matches? Song that they should play before matches will definitely not remember me for centuries or whatever that one song, because they overplayed it one year in college football. <laughs> um, I think, uh, hmm. Well, especially for soccer, it really is a game where, like, uh, the small details can make the biggest difference in a game. So um, I think it's all small things by Blink-182. I think okay. that one would be pretty cool. And, like, everyone likes Blink-182, so, like, that would be a, pretty, a song that should be used in more sporting events in general. So I agree. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite stadium food? Favorite stadium food? Um, I think definitely... Uh, I think chicken tenders, you can't go wrong with chicken tenders. They're easy to eat, napkin, and uh, they're pretty filling. And, like, as far as, like, prices go, I feel like they tend to be one of the more cost-effective stadium foods. So, like, if you're on a budget like me, like, it's something that's like, hmm, do I pay X amount of dollars for this and that? And, like, you know, you're just doing a lot of mental math in your head, like calories and dollars-wise. And I'm like, okay, I'll go with this. <laughs> yeah. Dollar the last thing anyway. I think of at the stadium. Um, <laughs> is there anything you would add to the menu at your stadium if you could? Sorry, anything I would add to this menu at the stadium? It's churros. It's churros. churros. Mm. Well, churros, churros, you know, <laughs> is definitely something that <laughs> appears in a lot of. Them. <laughs> no, but I'm just commenting that in California, <laughs> the absence of churros is not a thing. There's churros at just about any sporting event you can think of. I'm in which, the wrong state. You need to make the wrong state. Yeah, if you like churros and avocados, you gotta come to California. Okay. We'll be on our way when we're allowed, when Mike DeWine lets us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) A same food that I think could be added, though, I feel like, uh, I think I I love Chinese food. I think orange chicken. I think orange chicken tastes amazing. Like, whatever mood you're in, it increases it tenfold. I think orange chicken would should be a stadium food i think that'd be great sounds delicious <laughs> is it my turn yes i know you got distracted by the churros i was very distracted by churros <laughs> i'm team churros real hard um if you could see one player live who would it be one player i'd like to see live um it's kind of a, a out of left field choice but like among the elite players i think one that i'd like to see Kind of because he shares a name with me, too, would be Ivan Rakitic. I think that it, the Croatia team, especially the one that made the final in 2018, is still pretty underrated. And 
their window, unfortunately, was pretty small. We've seen this last international break that they struggled against teams like Turkey, for example. But um, for that one summer, it was incredible to see the stars align and they were able to knock out some good teams like Argentina and England in their matches. And Ivan Rakitic is definitely a player that I've enjoyed watching during his time in Sevilla and Barcelona and for the Croatian national team. I have two questions. One, okay. have I been pronouncing your name wrong? Because you can tell me if I messed it up. Uh, some people call me Ivan. Some people call me Ivan. Uh, pe- people who speak Spanish or like are also of Mexican American background, known me for years. They tend to call me Ivan, but in like work, school settings, stuff like that, I go by Ivan. So, what do this, you do? You have do a you preference? Like because I want to make sure I say it right. I'm sorry if I. I'm sorry I said it wrong. I feel bad. Ivan's fine. Thank you. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> Yes, I'm sure. That wasn't your rapid fire, but I just wanted to check. I was, yeah. like, I was like, oh my God, did I say that wrong? I am <laughs> asshole. Okay. What are your other favorite podcasts? My other favorite podcasts, I listen to a lot of uh, soccer podcasts. Um, I'll just pull up my like uh, podcast app real quick and just list a few ones I've watched. Uh, and also I listen to a lot of like reality show podcasts, stuff like Survivor, Big Brother, uh, The Challenge. So podcast related to that. Um, I listen to some other San Jose Quakes podcasts, such as Quakes After 90. And uh, yeah, also um, the uh, State of the Union podcast by Alexi Lalas. He has a few fun segments and like just hearing his takes on things. It's pretty funny. I got to go. Do you do, you do that okay. to infuriate yourself or like... <laughs> Goodbye. No. I either like... <laughs> <laughs> I either agree with his takes or I disagree with them. It's very polarizing with him, but at the same time, like it, there's also the few times where like he brings up a point that like I've never even considered, and like I, it gives him something to think about. So, and he does cover broad brush of leagues and national teams and stuff like that too. So th- that like method of it would be pretty cool. But like I know understand that. People, some people don't like him. That's totally fine too. Um, a person that I think that, you know, he did a lot of great stuff on his YouTube channel and he's been a bit more inactive lately, but if Jimmy Conrad had a podcast, I'd definitely listen to that. Do you have any pets? I do not have a pet, no. You can have our cat. Yeah, you can have my cat. <laughs> Bye, Gus. What, what's your pet uh, cat's name? Gustavo. Gustavo. Okay. After Gustavo Fring. Oh, okay, cool. Not Gustavo Bo from New England Revolution. <laughs> no, but we can say that. <laughs> All right. Wait, is it me? It's yeah, it's you. Um, which is your Harry Potter house? Yeah, you noticed my shirt. Huh? I got this from the King's Cross Station oh, in <laughs> London, England from my travels a few years ago. And that's also where I got this Manchester United hat too. They had an incredible soccer store or football as they call it. And uh, so a large selection of jerseys from all different clubs around the world is incredible. But it's in my Harry Potter house. Um, it would be probably, uh, I feel like Ravenclaw. Like I'm kind of a good two-shoe. So sometimes I feel like a Gryffindor, but at the same time I have like that kind of like sarcasm wit for Ravenclaw, a bit of edge. <laughs> We're all complete here. We have all four of our houses again. There we go. <laughs> I feel like are Gryffindor is goody two shoes. Am I getting two? No, some of them are. Were. Yes and no, because you know I saw I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. Like they are mischievous too. So can confirm. Yes. What <laughs> is your favorite soccer Twitter or Twitters to follow? Um, my favorite uh, soccer Twitter to follow. Um, this kind of goes with a YouTube account that I also watch. Uh, I think uh, the HITC Sport Irish guy. He's hysterical. Uh, the, he's very funny. He compares everything to like r- random things. <laughs> it's like his uh, takes on the game are s- so funny. He doesn't, and he's also very, very bad at predictions. Last season. He predicted both the Premier League and the EFL Championship. Zero out of 44 positions right. Yeah. And maybe five or six of them were like one off, but still. And he also makes some ridiculous bets too. Like last season, 
made a bet that if Brentford got promoted, he would get a tattoo of Pontius Jansen. He was one Fulham good game away from that happening. So <laughs> he was sweating that last month. <laughs> Let's not make tattoo bets, guys. No, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, so like, one, two, you know, <laughs> if Colum- yeah, no bets. Like if Columbus win the MLS Cup, you're getting a Darlington Nagby tattoo. <laughs> no, I already no. have an FCC one. I don't need to add to that. No, okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Ivan, what are you into besides soccer? So soccer and basketball are definitely my favorite sports. Uh, I'm a Golden State Warriors fan, grew up in the Bay Area, so definitely enjoyed watching them with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. They've been great uh, over the years. But um, aside from sports, I play a lot of video games, a lot of Nintendo games, such as Super Smash Bros. and Pokemon, Legend of Zelda, stuff like that. Uh, I enjoy watching movies and uh, Netflix. Uh, right now I'm watching great British baking show and I'm meant to get started on um, Queen's Gambit. Was it called? I wanted to check that out. Ooh, yeah. That's really good too. I love yeah. the great British baking show. Yeah. It's <laughs> one of the most wholesome reality <laughs> shows or competition shows in almost, and especially cooking shows in like the United States, like it's very competitive and people aren't friends, but they're all like helpfully and nice to each other and complimenting each other in great British baking show. It's really Are good. you watching this current season? Yes, I have. I haven't watched the latest episode. Uh, I've watched uh, through the uh, one the episode where it went from five to four. I have to watch the four to three episodes still. Well, out of the final four, who are you cheering for for the win? I'm a little bit bummed because uh, Mark and Lottie were my favorites. So they got they were seventh and sixth place. But other remaining, uh, Hermine and Laura, they're really nice. Um, I mean, and um what's his name peter's really smart when it comes to baking <laughs> yeah i can't believe like he's so smart for only like he was born in 2000 so <laughs> oh yeah yes but yeah and then dave's kind of there but like i'll be happy with any of them winning so yeah <laughs> i think i'm very questions. happy thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry beth that we don't watch the baking shows that's okay <laughs> I don't You're watch awful. anything that you like. I'm the worst. I know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Dulwich Hamlet also plays in the National League South. So, that is the sixth tier of English football. Yes. And they're <laughs> very pink and purple. Yep. That's what they're – it looks like almost like a pink and purple rose. Yep. <laughs> um, my brother lives there, and that is – Oh, wow. So he, That's cool. He adopted them, and I said, I'll support your club since you listen to my podcast. What's your brother's name? Brian. Although hmm. we are a very divided family, he's a crew fan for like way longer than I've even liked soccer. And now I'm like a Sensi fan. Oh, he supports it, but he doesn't play there, does he? No, no. Oh, okay. I was about to say, because I was looking at the list of players. No, no, no. <laughs> he does work with a, a lady at the Times that plays, I think. I'm going to have to get in some more information. I'm gonna mm-hmm. hey Brian, remember to message me about that. <laughs> right. I have the last rapid fire question. It's the most important okay. you ask anyone. Who is your soccer crush? You My ask- soccer crush. Hmm. I have about fifty-eight thousand now. Today it's Keppa. <laughs> Today it's it's Keppa. And also- so I think I have to go with uh, Rose Lavelle. She is an incredible player, an incredible person. Like she was one of the uh, stars of the 2019 uh, winning World Cup squad, and she's definitely someone to look forward to watching in in the Olympics. So I get chills. She's very cool. Did you say that just for us? Because you know how we feel. (laughs) You know how we feel about Cincy's Rose. Um, No, I didn't know that. Um, Oh yeah, she's. But also, um, you know. I have a huge guy crush on Chris Wondolowski for sure. Like, yeah, Chris Wondolowski graduated from the same high school as me. He's a Bay Area product. His hometown is like 20 minutes away from mine, and he has done wonders for the San Jose Earthquakes. He had that unfortunate moment in the 2014 World Cup, but that will not define his career for me. He's the MLS all-time leading goal scorer, and he's one of the nicest guys ever. I remember he spoke to a young fan that – he raised a lot of money to help with a, a hurricane or disaster relief one year. And uh, he delivered a signed Pulisic jersey to him in the Bay Area. So he's a great guy. Love that. Totally crushworthy. 
Before we run out of time on our free Zoom call, (laughs) plug yourself. Where can people find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Ivan Ornelas2 for my personal account, as well as at Tectonic Cakes for my podcast account, which I share with my co-hosts on Instagram. I'm IvanTheWriter95. And you can also find my works on the the MLS Multiplex website on the inside where I do uh, articles covering MLS and San Jose Earthquakes. Cool. You do so much. How do you I have know. the time? I, I got like, tired of listening. I'm Netflix. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, sleep is for the week, but no, I actually get good mass uh, Not sleep. when you're in your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll learn that in five years the hard way. But, um, we'll follow up with you. <laughs> yeah, I think what I so what I do is like I, you know, the way I keep up with all the, you know, sports leagues I keep up with, I just send notifications on my phone, the games I can watch, great. If not, I get the notifications and uh, I just try to be as organized as possible. And, you know, it's important to not push yourself, but at the same time, like writing is definitely something that brings me a lot of joy and it led to me having the opportunity to start my podcast and, uh, be here with you guys as well and you can also follow the Tatonic Kicks podcasts on Apple Podcasts as well or on the Beautiful Game Network website yes um and if we get cut off I will oh we'll figure I was like we'll figure (laughs) I was like um I do listen to your podcast and it's you know as somebody who is not a San Jose fan it's so much fun to like follow along with you guys have really great chemistry and you're fun to listen to so I do highly suggest that I'm gonna follow y'all now yeah totally thank you guys and yeah I'll let uh, Will and Bobby know and they'll appreciate it too and thanks for hanging out with us I'm sorry if you get cut off yeah, no problem. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and sharing crushes and for picking Rose Lavelle. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> yeah, like you're welcome. Skyrocketed to like yes. favorite crush guest. Sorry, <laughs> everyone else. You can say Rose Lavelle, except me. <laughs> Maybe. And that's it for today, crushes. We'd like to thank Ivan for joining us sharing a soccer love story with us. It was a great interview. Super fun. He knows so, so oh, much my about soccer. It was so fun talking to him. Um, but we'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday, league, squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit at IcarusFC.com. A new Crush of the Week poll will be coming your way this weekend. If you have nominations, send them our way, but maybe not too quickly because we have a few weeks piled up and we don't want to lose you. But yours. we still want to see who your but crushes yeah, are. Yeah, send that. And if you want to share your soccer love story, DM us. We have a couple guests queued up for future episodes that we'll be reaching out to, but we'll squeeze you in. We can do that. And make sure you like, subscribe, rate, etc. our podcast on all platforms. If you are making the stupid decision to see family for the holidays, you might as well just make them listen to Soccer Crush. Or tell them to subscribe and rate. And do that. And that can we be what you ask for for Christmas. Remotely. Yeah. There we go. Do, do holidays safely. Yeah. And then download our podcast and make everyone listen to how great we are. And support all the other podcasts and writers. It's a beautiful game network. And as always, thank you, beautiful people, for listening to Soccer Soccer Crush. Crush.